Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, and Dalton Stanford with the Wednesday edition, Hump Day edition of the Eagle Hour, broadcasting live today from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Glad you're with us. And, boy, we've got a great show today. Chad Kaye is going to be joining us a little later in the program. How badly was the baseball team hit by the Major League Baseball draft? We're going to find that out from Coach Kaye. We've got some pretty big basketball news to share with you in a bit as well. And we're about to talk to uh, one of these brilliant All-American track athletes from Southern Miss that we uh, bragged about so much yesterday. John Warren, just a minute or two away from joining us on the Eagle Hour. First segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, our great friends down near the Hattiesburg Mall, 15th Street in Laurel, all through the state of Mississippi. Dickie's cooks delicious meat that they smoke fresh every day in their restaurants around the state. And um, I can attest to how good it is. I eat there pretty frequently. Uh, also, of course, if you have an event, large or small, Dickie's is happy to cater it for you. Catered a baseball event for me this year. It was outstanding. I'm sure that you'll be very happy if you have Dickie's cater, <coughs> excuse me, your next event. So I want to thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. All right. Yesterday, Luke and I spent some time uh, with track coach uh, John Stewart. Bragging about the track and field team at Southern Miss, four kids off of the team this year come back from the uh, Outdoor Nationals uh, named All-American. One of those joins us right now, John Warren, just burned it up in the triple jump, named first team All-American. We're glad to have him on the Eagle Hour. John, how are you? Hi, how's it going? Well, John, I got. I want to ask you this question first of all. How does this? How does this ring in your head, John Warren, All-American? Um, man, it's, uh, I, there's no words to really describe it. I mean, you've worked hard for something for, you know, all, all season long. And it's just, I don't know, icing on the cake. Well, John, is that is that not really the ultimate dream of, of any young person that comes into college athletics is to, is to get good enough in, in their sport that they can be named to an All-American team? Oh, yeah, most definitely. That, I mean, any athlete who joins any any team is looking out for that all American spot. Right. And you know that, that you know that's gonna be that that's gonna be labeled on you the rest of your life, right? That's John that's John <laughs> yeah. Warren. He's an all American track star at Southern Mid. That's not too bad a thing though, is it? Yeah, so it's a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> accolade. But there's just so much more out there that can be achieved as well. So right, but talk, talk a little bit about this team you've been a part of and the, and the great accomplishments that uh, you guys have experienced and and the leadership that you received from your coaches. Uh, the team is amazing, uh, tight knit. We work hard, uh, very goal orientated, and we keep each other accountable. So. 
it and like the results in itself shows um not everybody makes it to nationals it's a very hard road uh to be a part of but you can still see like within conference that everyone is you know at peak game and they're ready and hungry for victories right all right luke we don't have a lot of all americans on our show but we've got one now so far away John, uh, man, just great to talk to you. We have followed your career, and we just have bragged on you more times than, than you would even think. You you guys have taken Southern Miss track and field to the next level. One of the things I wanted to, to ask you about, uh, you started your career at Missouri. Coach Stewart made a, a mention of that yesterday. What was the uh, the whole transition when, when you came uh, to Hattiesburg? Um, okay, well, when I transferred from the University of Missouri, I had an entire year to sit out. Um, so during that year, I, uh, I went home, uh, and I kind of just laid out like my, my, my next pathway, like where, where can I go? Where, where can I call home next? And, uh, Southern Miss just rang all the bells. It was really close to home. Um, it was great coaching, great community. And, uh, I just, I, yeah, I just, I came up to Coach Sue's office and we had our meeting and, I was able to join the team, and it was just ever since then. It's just been a really great transition for me. You can just tell um, how great of a I don't know. Like I've just blossomed since coming to Southern Miss, and it's just it's really nice. Coach Stewart yesterday uh, has we were we're talking about the success that uh, he's guided to. Coach Ellis is somebody I know that's very special to you and has really helped you in your time in Hattiesburg. Definitely, most definitely. Uh, what is it about those two guys? Um, they they go out of their way to make people feel comfortable. They want you to not only succeed on the track but in life in general. So they they go they go out of their way to make sure that you're successful not only on the track but outside of that. And that's why people do so well under their tutelage. I want I want people to know this. Uh, when you were at Missouri, and Bob, I, I didn't really realize this until recently about John. Uh, Bob, he's a four-time All-American. I don't know how many there there have been that way. He was a two-time All-American in Missouri, two-time All-American um, at, at Southern Miss. John, that that is. Uh, have you thought about that? That every year that you have performed in the NCAA, you have been either a first-team or second-team All-American. Um, I kind of just take it all in stride i i normally forget about my accolades until people remind me <laughs> uh, i think i might have to update maybe a social media post because i'm missing a couple uh now that you're reminding me but um no like usually when when the new fresh season starts you kind of just like forget about the past season because you you want to do better uh this, this with the season that's in front of you so for me i normally just like wipe it clean once it's done and we just rebuild and go at it even harder see that's where you and i are different john if i was ever an all-american anything i tell everybody i ever came in contact with <laughs> i'd introduce myself like hi i'm all-american bob getty but uh i'm not gonna have i'm not gonna have to, gonna have to uh, do that the triple jump what what led you to that particular event and explain for people who may not know john exactly what that is 
Uh, all right. Well, the triple jump is one of the one of the two horizontal jumps in track and field. Uh, they normally nicknamed it the hop step and the jump. There's the, the hop phase where you're jumping from one leg onto the, the next leg, which is the same. So if you start with your right, you're going to land on your right leg. The step phase is where you switch that leg and... You just uh, it's like a little another hop basically, but you're landing on the opposite leg and then therefore going into the sand pit, which is the jump phase mm-hmm. that jump uh so that's the triple jump. What led me to it um well, I'm a military kid, and uh I moved around often growing up uh track and field is like one of the low maintenance sports that you that a kid can be a part of all you really need is tennis shoes and your own two legs so um and you, I mean, it's individualized, but it's also a team sport. So being, me moving around at a young age, I was just able to, you know, grow up with the sport just because you, know, you only needed yourself. Now, 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 were you involved in other, were you involved in other events in track and field throughout your life, or has it always been the triple jump? Um, I started out. A distance runner. <laughs> Is that right? I, uh, I did. I did distance, um, and then I went into the four hundred, and then I, I did hurdles, and ultimately stuck with long jump and hurdles somehow. And uh, once I got to college, I, I dropped the hurdles and stuck with uh, long jump and triple jump, and uh, it's wow. just been a blessing. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, what a what an incredible career! A two time All American at Missouri, so I'm guessing when you went and caught, talked to John Stewart about joining the track team, it wasn't a very hard sell on your part, now was it? <laughs> uh, no, the meeting was. He was like, "Wow, really? That's 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 the distance you're coming in with?" And I was like, "Yeah, I just need a new home, and uh, I'd appreciate being a part of your team." And from there. It was, uh, you have, you know. There you go. Two years. Ago. So, so, as they say now, the rest is history, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man, we want to congratulate you. As Luke said, we followed you guys real closely all year. We we've taken a real interest and 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 had a lot of fun and and following the track team. We say, John, that track and field and baseball are the two hottest sports at Southern Miss, and you're certainly a big reason uh, that track is in that category. So we thank you for your time, man. Thanks very much for being on the show, and uh, congratulations to you on a tremendous performance. Thank you, and thank you for having me on. All right, John Warren, everybody, an All-American track star at Southern Miss. All right, when we come back. How bad was the baseball team hit by the Major League draft? We're about to find out. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. 
Welcome back to the Eagle Hour, everybody. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. You'll find everything that you can imagine that has a Southern Miss logo on it at Campus Bookmart. They're located, of course, on Hardy Street across from the Southern Miss campus. But uh, as we tell you every day, if you live in other parts of the state, maybe you're listening to the podcast, maybe you're listening online, and you live in other parts of the country, you can just go to CampusBookmart.net. Uh, all the apparel is put online uh, right there on their website. You can pick out what you like, and they'll mail it right to your front door. That's Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. want to thank uh, this outstanding young athlete, John Warren, for being on the show. We're going to be talking, uh, hopefully, here to Chad Kaye in the next few minutes. But I want to go back to John Warren for a minute. You told me something fascinating while we were off air about uh, he's like a state champion in three different states. We didn't even get to that part. So, yeah. So most of the time, you know, if you're a if you're a state champion, we just got done with state championship in baseball. Like it's a big deal. Well, what if you're a two time state champion? Well, that's even a bigger. What if you're a three time state champion? But what if you're John Warren, Bob, and you're a three time state champion in three different states? So he kind of told you that his his dad was military. <laughs> he he wins he wins the triple jump in Texas in 2012. He wins the triple jump in Kansas in 2013, and he wins the triple jump in Virginia in 2014. So he's a three-time state champion in three different states, and he's a four-time All-American at two different universities. That's unbelievable. Crazy. That's crazy. And we're going to follow him because this kid has the talent to do some things beyond NCAA track and field. No question about that. And uh, so we're going to follow him very closely, and uh, we'll, of course, let you know what happens with John Warren. But one of the really great athletes of all time, when you look at it, Luke, one of the great athletes of all time is uh, Bennett Southern Miss. He's probably the, one of the greatest, uh, if not the greatest jumper, when you look at what he's done. And he's he's already represented the United States in some junior championships and stuff like that. And just what a way to we, – we ran out of time there at the end, but what a way on your the last jump of your career, you do several things. You, you get your personal best – you get a set of new school record, and you give enough points for your team to finish in the first top 25 finish in school history. Right. All because all you did was jump 55 feet, Bob. That's all yeah. you have to do. I'm measuring that off when I get home tonight. That just uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna see how how close to that I could get, like four or five of those 55 feet. <laughs> All right, our next guest, uh, no stranger to our show. We always enjoy our conversations with him. We know the last 10 days have been pretty trying for recruiting coordinator and associate head baseball coach Chad Kaye, and that's because of the Major League Baseball draft. And, Coach, back at the tournament uh, earlier uh, on the Gulf Coast, you told us this was one of the more miserable times of your life. No question. <laughs> it still is. <laughs> All right. How bad were we hit, Coach? How did things turn out for the Golden Eagles? Well, it uh, wasn't great, um, but at the same time, it could have been worse. It always could be worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, super excited for Matt Walner and his opportunity with the Minnesota Twins. Couldn't be happier for him and his family and his future, obviously, in the professional ranks. So, um he obviously and, and J.C. Keys had another terrific opportunity as well with the Cincinnati Reds. Happy for those guys. But as far as the signees go, uh, we did have th- three signees drafted, two of which uh, we lost. And one in, in particular was a uh, ninth rounder, Cody Milligan, who was our <laughs> the early commitment of ours that we brought in to 
give us some catching help uh, for the 2020 season. But um, he uh, he had a terrific opportunity. They overpaid his slot. And unfortunately, we got the raw end of that deal. So mm-hmm. he'll be a brave. And then um, Dallas Dyer, right-handed pitcher from Clinton, Mississippi, uh, got an opportunity with the Philadelphia Phillies, and he decided to move on and further his career at the professional level. So two out of three, we lost. But at the same time, I really truly felt like it could have been a little worse. Right now, Coach, I know you were really uh, you were really looking at uh, at Milligan to come in and catch because you you lost one of your catchers this year. Uh, we to did. Graduation. We lost Cole Donaldson, so right. there was no question. We felt like we needed some help, and he was an outstanding player. Honestly, uh, I didn't speak much about him in the public, but he was probably one of the most talented junior college players in in this 2019 season. Hmm. He had an unbelievable career. Or year i should say cali county community college and uh, it was the right fit there was no question it was mm-hmm. it, it was the perfect need for us um but at the same time the braves needed him just as much <laughs> well, apparently yeah so can you go out now and find you another catcher that can come on the team next year or is the the, the rules yeah. permit that no no absolutely i can and then i'm actually that's what i've been doing for the past uh eight, nine, ten days, and still am today, and trying to find that right fit for us and for what our needs are and and uh, just to get a little help. And we did have, you know, of course, we have Brian Bowen coming back, which we're super excited about. And then uh, we, we signed a true freshman from Warren Central High School, uh, Caleb Sterling. But we still would like to bring another guy in to get those guys some help. And, and you know, Cole Donaldson caught a lot of innings in the last three mm-hmm. years, so that's just big shoes to fill. Uh, so we have to find some guy. You know, probably going to be a, more of a group effort this year, mm-hmm. this upcoming season. But I have my eye on a couple guys, and um, hopefully, I can wrap this thing up here short sooner than later. All right. That seems to me, from a fan's perspective, of being the toughest position on the field. Is is that a hard position to recruit and get the kind of kids you want, Coach? It very much is so because it requires so many, so much more than just skill set. You know, obviously everyone can look at the, the strength of the arm of, of Chucky Robinson or Cole Donaldson, but to have the ability to re- truly receive at a high level to, to help the, the Walker Piles and the Gabe Shepherds get pitches, steal pitches, steal strikes, I should say. And, uh, you know, the receiving tool is a very underrated tool. Um, but at the same time, it's so important for your pitching staff. But the side of it, of that Cole, and honestly, Bowen does a great job of as well, uh, the leadership quality, because you are truly running a pitching staff. You're, you're, the, you're the quarterback of that pitching staff, and, and those guys have to have a lot of confidence in you, and that relationship is, is very, very important. And so those are some of the qualities that you don't necessarily see just by going to watch a guy play one time. You really have to have the ins and outs. Uh, through the coaches, summer coaches, people who know the kids best. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, that's what makes that position so difficult to recruit because it's not just about having a couple tools and, okay, let's just run them in there. Um, it's a lot different being a catcher than is an outfielder for sure. Right. You can get away with that in the outfield. Right. Luke? 
Coach, uh, I was an All-State catcher at West Jones, but unfortunately, you Jeff got any Bauer eligibility used all my left? Eligibility. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Coach Bauer used it all, man. I'm sorry. When we uh, when we look at the uh, the draft, uh, you mentioned it could be a lot worse. You know, especially after the regional, you were wondering, you know, would somebody throw a bone at Montenegro? Would Gidry get snatched? But Powell mm-hmm. survives it. Gidry and Montenegro. So you lose two guys. You lose Walner, but those are three pieces that are centerpiece for next year no question i mean obviously you guys know our junior um personnel or now senior personnel uh could have they could have easily been selected it wouldn't have surprised me but we have a terrific core coming back Um, i can't be more pleased about where the roster is we do have a lot of young youth coming in but we have the obviously stability of of Walker and the consistency that he gave us the last two years coming off his injury. And then, of course, that we all know it gave as the, the steroid shot gave, gave our team and obviously the pitching staff, along with a lot of relievers coming back and Cody Carroll, Hunter Stanley, and, and Ryan Hawk, many others. And I may not be mentioning now, but, and then Gidry, he's going to no doubt be the leader again. And, um, he's going to be the, middle of the lineup type guy for, again and he'll, he'll be the focal point of our lineup for sure but we're going to have some young pieces in the position player side uh, around him with a few uh, other older guys of course as you guys know Gabe had a terrific season and obviously super excited about what he's going to bring these next few years and then um, Danny Lynch really really turned the corner and became the player that I knew he would be and I still have extreme high hopes for Hunter LeBlanc as well. So we got some really good pieces coming back. And, of course, Bowen obviously secured the four hole, and he's going to be the focal point of our middle of our lineup as well. So, a lot of, it could have, like I said, it could have been a lot worse. I'm really happy about where we are. But we, at the same time, it, it is going to be a, a year of some young players having to grow up pretty quick. Luke? Go ahead, Bob. All right. Well, Coach, uh, so as you look at next year, uh, you're looking at catcher. you got you got to resolve an issue at catcher. Am I correct? Right, correct. Right yeah. field, first base. Am I overlooking anything? I guess other than that, you got your no, starters coming about, back. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, I mean, I say that did. Of course, Hunter and, and Walner hit 40-plus home runs by themselves. <laughs> yeah, they, they were pretty good, Coach. <laughs> Let's, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. There will be there won't be twenty three home runs in right field next year. <laughs> but overall, I guess I guess the analysis is overall you feel really good about about your roster as you begin to look at next year. I do. I do. You know, the, the biggest thing our fans are going to have to kind of overcome is just it, we're not going to have. It's going to be a little bit different offense. Uh, we're not going to quite have the power numbers that we've had in the past four or five years. I mean, I've been I've been very fortunate to have, have a string of of uh, the home run ball in most right. You know, the easiest stat to look at. But for what we're going to lack there, I think we're going to gain in, in batting average. I think we're going to gain in doubles. I think we're going to gain in, in the lesser strikeouts and put more right. pressure on defenses. So, um, but just. Okay, Coach, I'm going to interrupt you. We're about to hit a break. If you can yeah. hang on, I want to continue the conversation. Is sure, that good? Sure. All right. Yeah, Coach Chad Kaye, when we come back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
Back on a Wednesday, third segment of the Eagle Hour, brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street. Check them out on Facebook. Go by and see them. Great lunches, trivia, Southern Miss memorabilia, 4th Street Bar and Grill. Proud sponsor of the third segment of the Eagle Hour. Bob, Luke, and Dalton from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg in beautiful downtown Laurel. We continue with Southern Miss Associate Head Coach Chad Kaye. And Coach, uh, we talked to Mason Strickland um, this last week, and I just want to compliment you that Mason Strickland said he never took one at bat at Southern Miss, but just being around you, he learned a whole lot about hitting. So, uh, you know, just want to reassure you with that. Uh, I'm going to shoot him a text, but thank you on that one. Mason, he, uh, I love Mason Strickland. He was uh, he was a warrior up there. He's a coach's dream for sure. It was it was one of those years, Coach. Uh, you know, just with a lot of a lot of people being banged up, and then you know you felt like uh, you had a lot of talent in the lineup, and but they you know they really jailed for that that final stretch. Uh, just yeah, from your perspective, what was it about the, the beginning with that comeback from Rice that set the tempo the rest of the way? Well, I'm going to put this even simpler than that. What changed everything was Gabe Shepard. I mean, he, he would complete, I mentioned it earlier. He was a steroid shot that this, this program needed last, this past season. He had so many ups and downs and, and just rocky roads of injuries, pitches injuries and the, the roller coaster of starting rotation. Uh, it just, I'm telling you, we needed his, not just from his talent, we needed his, his personality. We needed his passion. You see the competitor from watching this. That I, we need. We're missing that. We're desperately missing that. And I'm telling you, when that the night of the Troy game, it just something changed. Something just changed internally, and it it, it was like having a Nick Sandlin again. It was like having Andrew Pierce again. It was like having. Uh, Taylor Braley, Kirk McCarthy, you just had that one guy that you need, you just could lean on on the mound. And not to take anything away from what Walker did, he had a terrific season, but it was, I'm just, it was just different. It was different. He changed our mind, the mindset of the, the locker room overnight. And everyone just kind of took a deep breath and relaxed all of a sudden. And it just, they, they played. And they played with each other. They had much more fun. The energy level roads. It, it, it's amazing, which makes recruiting so difficult because we sit here, I sit there, Coach Oz, we sit there and we chase all these kids, but at the end of the day, you don't know what's internal as far as the deep down because you can't see that in one, one outing or one at bat, a couple at bats of one game. You don't know what a kid internally can bring to a team, how it's his personality can lift uh, a program and, and we were fortunate and we knew Gabe was a tremendous competitor but didn't I'm not going to sit here and tell you we knew we had, he had that in him <laughs> but uh, as a freshman so it's those lifts that you need the only guy that I knew that I was getting that out of was Dylan Bordeaux when, we, when I signed him yeah. because and only because I knew the relationship with his I had an unbelievable relationship with his coach and I knew the kid's background and the Taylor Brailer, Taylor was the same way, an Oak Grove guy. You just, it's hard to find that. And that's that's what happened. And then the locker room changed. It wasn't any drill that we did or any speech that we gave or Kitchberry gave. It was Gabe Shepard. 
Hmm. Interesting. Right. All right, Coach, two things for me uh, before we let you go. Number one, I, I should advise you that Stevie Powers was on the show yesterday. Yeah. And he was lobbying John Stewart really hard to find him some eligibility where he could be a left-handed javelin thrower. Do you do you think he has any future there? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Let me go ahead and get that one out the okay. way. <laughs> well, the one caveat to that was he said that his mother was really pressing him to go get a job now that he was yeah, still in school. Yeah. So. That'll motivate anybody to throw a javelin. Right, so, so that may that may uh, that may dwarf his javelin career. And the second question I have is: as, as much time as we spend around you, and as much as you're on the show, you never revealed to us that you had taught Matthew Gidry how to hit home runs on one knee. Was that something that y'all just wanted to save for the regional school? Yeah, we were just saving that. Uh, yeah, we work on that drill all the time. <laughs> how about a grand slam from one knee, coach? Yeah, speaking speaking of sparks and can lift a team. Holy cow, that that's another one that we have on our club and it, that gets totally un, unappreciated because uh, he is an absolute warrior and one of the best competitors I will ever coach. Yeah, that was really, really, really exciting uh, when he did that. Uh, when when you look back on the year, and I don't, we don't often talk about the other schools, but. Just another incredible year for baseball in the state of Mississippi. You look at at the postseason runs that Southern Miss and Ole Miss had. You look at the fact that MSU's gone back uh, to the College World Series. And and that there's so much competition between the three. You beat both of those teams during the course of the season. Uh, What a a state has Mississippi become in college baseball, Coach? It's unbelievable. Uh, Per capita, second to none. (laughs) If you want to know the truth, it's because of the fan base. I mean, look where all three schools are as far as all the polls that are out there with – with attendance, uh, everyday average attendance, just, just the support that this state gives to this to this game, to our programs, it's second to none. I mean, there's obviously just so many tremendous legends, like Coach Polk, Coach Ferris, Boo Ferris, and many, many others who, who totally laid the foundation for this for baseball as the state of Mississippi. And it's it's why the, the high school baseball is as talented as it is. And, and we're fortunate we have so many good programs right here, high school programs in our in our our area, Hattiesburg region. So uh, yeah, we're very very fortunate to to have a state that as wealthy with facilities, talent, and coaches, and summer baseball opportunities. It's mm-hmm. just a terrific terrific state with high school, with. Baseball as a whole, high school and college. Uh, no question. All right, one last question. It, it really, I know you don't even want to think about this probably, but it's not very long to fall ball. It's all about 120 days, and, and you guys yeah. will be out there. Yeah. Are, are there going to be more games uh, with visiting teams like there were last year where you guys went on the road and then you had a team come in here and play a fall game? No, I think you're still going to see around the number two uh, as far as maybe playing a home game and then going play a, an away game in the fall. Mm-hmm. Unless something changes here in the next few months, I, I don't think you're going to see any more than two games from anyone based okay. on the rules. But uh, we're still trying to iron out ours simply because we're hopefully getting the turf and when, where, and how all that is going to unfold. Which will dictate who we play, when, where, and how as well. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would anticipate one to two fall games again this fall, and we haven't set that in stone just yet. But 
we're in the process of, of getting that done here. Is there any any anybody you can reveal that that may be an opponent? Uh, yeah, I mean it'll be a regional team, probably Tulane, uh, which we didn't get to play last year because we got rained out. But those, those guys or South Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, possibly. Um, you know, we've been talking. You know, had communications with Alabama. You know, there, there's some kind of wheeling and dealing going around. See, right. see about how we can make it work for both programs. From you know, us and the opposing program because the dates have to work and so forth and travel. So right. forth. I got you. Well, Coach, we want you to know how much we always appreciate your time. You you never say no to us. Whenever we ask you to come on the show, we uh, uh we, I appreciate you. We guys. really like you being on the show, and and we thank you. We hope you have a good off season, and look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Y'all got to take care. All right. Chad Kaye, everybody, associate head coach, recruiting coordinator. My humble view, uh, Luke, probably as important as anybody that's associated with the baseball program, probably as important to the success of Southern Miss baseball as anybody uh, associated with the program. He's the secret weapon. I mean, that's what he is. You you see the the type of talent that comes in every year. Uh, you've heard guys that have talked about you know his ability to develop hitters and you know and just so everybody knows out there, Coach Kaye is Mason Strickland approved. Okay, right, so there we go. just the, even the pitchers on the team. But but when you you think about you think about the the type of talent that's come through the Burdos, the Braleys, uh, now the Walners, the Slaters. And you think about you know the power numbers. You saw uh, what Gidry has done down the stretch and shoot i mean we even got gabe montenegro hitting dingers i mean come on you know so uh he is the secret weapon uh behind it all um and i'm just thankful um that he's here and that uh you know he just he he remains here uh, because he loves the school and he revealed that they had worked on that uh, grand slam from one knee all year and decided to just hold it Till the very end, and, I, I think that was dramatic. And he, yeah, it, it was. Uh, they had to perfect that craft. I guess it took right. Gidry all year. Right. But did you notice, Bob, that he 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 kind of said that we were in the process of getting turf? Yeah, yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, and I think that we'll would see. Be, we'll I see how it comes to be pass. A great thing. Uh, and I hope they get the fall baseball thing worked out. I think that's very cool uh, to have a fall baseball game. We'd love to see Alabama come in here. I heard him mention that. That'd be. Uh, That'd be great, but time will tell. Thanks to Coach Chad Kaye for coming on the Eagle Hour. We'll be back and wrap things up right after this. I want to thank Chad Kaye for joining us in those last two segments, as well as four-time All-American John Warren. 
Uh, hopefully, uh, he will continue uh, that amazing career. And I'll tell you what, if he goes on and, and does something in the Olympics, that may be one of the most award-winning uh, young men in the history of, of the world. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Gulfport Home Center, your source for affordable, new and used mobile homes. Priced to fit any budget, located on Highway 49 in Gulfport. Gulfport Home Center, more room for you and your family. Bob, exciting news out of basketball. Jay Ladner announcing that Austin Leslie of Westminster Christian School in Huntsville, Alabama, a six foot four guard, uh, has signed a national letter of intent. He was the Alabama 3A player of the year, averaged uh, his senior year 19 points, nine rebounds, three assists, and two blocks. So uh, I, I like the size of big guards. Right. I, I like that. Austin Leslie uh, signing. Um, also, Matt Walner, some more awards for Matt Walner. He's been named a second-team All-American by the National Collegiate Baseball Writers and Perfect Game, as well as an All-South Region first-team honor by the American Baseball Coaches Association. You put that along with his first-team All-American from Baseball America, and uh, no no surprise why Walner went 30th or 39th overall. Bob, I know we mentioned uh, sometimes uh, the Southern Miss Sports Trump account on Twitter. Still don't know who it is. Uh, maybe have a, a lingering uh, feeling that it may be Lee Applewhite. Mm. But uh, Southern Miss Sports Trump gave out his awards uh, for this past season. Uh, the freshman of the year was great, Gabe Shepard. The sophomore of the year, glorious, Gabe Montenegro. The junior of the year, magnificent, Matt Walner. And the senior of the year, in all caps, all of them. Okay. So uh, Southern Miss Sports Trump has has spoken. Um I know you're really excited because the Women's World Cup has, has started. Um, up all night. I know night. you watched some of the opening games. Up all, up all night. night, really. I, I just can't hardly sleep. But, yeah, go ahead. What was your uh, takeaway from the, the, the American women's first game in which they beat Thailand by a score of 13 to nothing? Your instant analysis. Well, it shocked me because I didn't realize there could be any excitement in a soccer game. And, and clearly, this was pretty exciting. There were at least 13 times. And I suspect there are soccer fans that go to games for four and five years and don't see cumulatively 13 goals. So, I mean, I, I would think it was a Stop big it. I think it was a big day, don't you? It was the biggest day in the history of the World Cup because no one else has ever scored 13 goals in one game. I think you're right, you're right on that. Alex Morgan scored five goals by herself. Now they they uh, I think it was three to nothing at the half, so they scored ten goals in the second half. But but one thing I know you can and will give analysis on is this idea in the media today that the Americans were were wrong to to score that many goals that you know the Americans were wrong to stay on the attack and people should be ashamed of themselves you know when and when you have it like that I mean is it really our fault if you can't defend no, no and I, and I told you during the uh, off air that. Many years ago, Florida State was here, and they had a really good team, and they trounced the Golden Eagles. It was 50-something to 10 or something like that. I was in the locker room after the game, and they asked Bobby Bowden, 
did you not feel guilty about running up the score, something to that effect? And here was his response. Well, I was playing my third and fourth string in the second half. Now, do you think I should have told those boys not to try and score? I, I really can't see myself doing that. Same thing with those girls yesterday. I mean, you're going to tell them, I'm sure they emptied the bench. So are you going to tell those young women, now we don't want you scoring a goal because we don't want to be seen. I, I just think it's more political correctness. If you're big enough to go play the game and you're not big enough to take it when you get your ears waxed, you probably shouldn't be playing the game, right? Well, yeah, well, technically in soccer, you can't empty the bench because you only have three subs. Right. So, I mean, you know, even if we take off, uh, you know, three, we've still got uh, eight of our starters out there. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, this whole idea, I, it was a long time. I can't, it must have been Bobby Hall or somebody like that. A Mississippi high school coach was asked, um, why'd you run up the score? And he said, listen, it's not my job to keep my guys from scoring. That's your job. Right. That's right. And it's just, uh, do you Let think, them play. Do you think the people that were at that soccer game got charged extra because it was actually exciting? Soccer is exciting. <laughs> it just really is. I mean, you jumped on the, uh, what was it last year? You were pulling for the Netherlands in like every single match? I mean, yeah. come on. You know Uganda. how exciting it is. I think I became a big Uganda fan, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Uganda, uh, yeah. Uganda. Yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah, you, I, did. I, you could hear it echoing through our house every night they played. Uh, we were very excited about that. No, but great for them, man. They're, they're very good, aren't they, Luke? They're very, very good. Best in the world. Defending yeah. champs. Yeah. We uh, America's two and zero in World Wars, and we're uh, like four and zero in Ladies World Cup. So there we we're go. we're pretty good. There we go. All right. Well, it was a great show today. I always enjoy talking to Coach Kaye and it, it, that outstanding young All-American track star. Uh, we really appreciate uh, that conversation as well. All right. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Is that right, guys? Tomorrow at 1, same yep. time? No, nothing yes. changed that I'm unaware of? No. All right. Good deal. 1 o'clock tomorrow. Until then, Southern Miss. To the, to the top. Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I wanna fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.